How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Bright Verde podcast. This is your host, Marcelo. We have episode 18 going on. Uh, please, guys, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Subscribe or follow us on Spotify. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, follow us on Twitter, IG, Facebook. We got all the social media. Uh, it would mean a lot to me. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, <clears throat> so let's let's kickstart this episode, guys. Uh, we have a lot to talk about. We have a lot of news. Jam packed episode. Maybe the longest episode we've ever done here at the Private of the Podcast. Um, <clears throat> so let's go over the ad- agenda real quick. We have. I'm going to talk a little bit about my absence, why I haven't done a podcast in over, I think, like a week or two weeks. Um, <clears throat> we're going to talk about Davey Arno, who is now the new uh, Austin FC assistant coach. We're going to talk about uh, the new design at the north building of the stadium, which will be a beer hall. Talk a little bit about that. Uh, we're going to talk about the 4ATX Foundation and uh, an announcement with the Capital Area Youth Soccer Association for some scholarships. We're going to talk about MLS is back. And uh, I'm going to ask you guys at the end, and keep this in the back of your head, what you guys think about the FC naming scheme in MLS. So without further ado, let's get into the first topic that we got going on. <clears throat> Also, by the way, uh, I'm repping my Bright Verde shirt. It feels really comfortable. That's the first thing that people tell me when they get the shirt is, dang, dude, this shirt is comfortable. It is really comfortable. It's <clears throat> I really enjoy it. If you guys want a Bright Verde shirt, make sure you hit me up on either Instagram or Facebook or Twitter and uh, ask for the shirt. They're 20 bucks. I think it's a really good price for a quality shirt with an original design from an Austin FC podcast. You know, you'd be repping Austin FC, you'd be repping Groot Nation, which is what we are, and, you know, you'd be repping the community, which is us, you know, Austin, us creators. Uh, I, I think that you can't go wrong with that. So, if you guys want a shirt, just hit me up. I got you. We can do contactless delivery. We can do it all. You know what I'm saying? I can meet you. We can drop it off. I would prefer we meet up somewhere in in the middle because Austin is huge. And sometimes I'm having to drive to South Austin and then to North Austin and then to Central Austin. And then it's it's wild. So, you know, just keep that in mind. But at the end of the day... I appreciate you guys buying the shirt, so I don't mind going the extra mile to to make sure you guys get it delivered. Um, <clears throat> so in regards to my absence, uh, before we get into all the Austin FC stuff, I had appendicitis. I got bronchitis. No, I had appendicitis, and it was the one of the worst days of my life. It was Saturday, July 18th. I woke up. At like 11 a.m. And I woke up from the pain. Like the pain. As soon as I opened my eyes. It was like. What the f- is going on with my stomach. 
you know, I thought, I thought I ate something bad or something, and it was just constant, constant pain in my abdomen, it wasn't like in the, at the top of my stomach, it was towards the bottom of my stomach, close to my belly button, and, but like deep inside, and, um, you know, I thought I could just kind of write it off. I thought it was just like a stomach ache. It would just kind of go away. Uh, and it was just, I was just in pain the whole morning, afternoon, evening, to the point where I was crying, dude. I was crying from the pain. And my mom, you know, she knows, like, I, I knew it wasn't right. I knew it was going to be something wrong because it was extremely painful. I'm typically a healthy person. I don't go to the hospital. You know, I don't go to the doctor often. I, I pretty much stay away from, you know, medicine and medical professionals. I just kind of do my thing, stay healthy. So when I told my mom that, she obviously got concerned. And she called my uncle, who's a doctor. And they did a quick diagnosis over the phone. <clears throat> my doctor did his magic and he was like okay he has appendicitis taken to the hospital immediately went to the hospital horrible experience at the hospital went to the er i was in pain pretty much from 11 o'clock in the morning up until uh when i got admitted which was around five ish five thirty, and then i was still in pain in the hospital in the room for another three or four hours then i went into surgery at 9 30 ish almost 10 and then left the hospital at midnight so i spent the whole day in pain no food no water it was horrible so if you have pain in your abdomen and it never goes away for five hours you probably have appendicitis, bro. Just saying. A lot of people don't know anything about the appendix. I didn't know anything about the appendix. I've heard it's useless. And I'm glad that shit's out of my system. Because I wouldn't want to go through that ever again. So, that's the reason why I've been kind of uh, taking it easy. And the previous weekend after that, there really wasn't much to talk about other than Davey Arno, But... I figured I would just wait for more news, and I'm glad I did that because now we have a lot to talk about. So, let's begin with Davey Arno. He's a new Austin FC assistant coach. And it's crazy that I had not even thought about the assistant coach. Obviously, we knew Claudio Reina and Josh Wolf being the head coach, and I completely forgot about we needed an assistant coach. So... This was pretty cool, uh, surprising news for me, and I'm glad that we now have an official, you know, assistant coach that's going to help Josh Wolf. And Davey Arno, if you if you don't know, he's an experienced MLS coach and former MLS and U.S. Men's National Team player, who is now obviously joining Austin FC and Josh Wolf's staff. Davey will join on August 1st, which is in a few days. He will work with Josh Wolf as a key member of the coaching staff. So he was born in Nederland, Texas. Um, 
And he's been, you know, raised and has been in Texas for pretty much all his life. Um, he was assistant coach of Houston Dynamo. And actually, he became an interim head coach for nine matches from August 14th, 2019 to October 25th, 2019. So for about a month, um, I mean, for about two months, he was head coach for Houston Dynamo. Um, <clears throat> and then he went back to assistant coaching at Houston Dynamo. Um, his coaching experience dates back to 2016 when he became an assistant coach at DC United following his re- his retirement as a player. And in 2017, he returned to Texas and joined uh, Dynamo's coaching staff. Um, Josh Wolf and Davey Arno actually know each other. They played together for quite some time. Uh, both at, uh, I think they played at Sporting KC from 2002 to 2011. That's a long time. Um, and then he brings obviously expansion experience to Austin FC, having played for Montreal Impact during their inaugural season. He actually scored Montreal Impact's first ever MLS goal. And uh, Arno played 351 matches, scored 50 goals, 46 assists during his 15-season career in MLS. Um, Davy Arno will report to Josh Wolf, where um, and and you know as the first team develops, Arno will play a key role, obviously in the day-to-day preparation, training, recuperation of Austin FC's first team, also while helping develop the first team's playing philosophy and culture. So I love the fact that they mention here the philosophy and culture, which is what Claudio Reina and Josh Wolf and the ownership group are trying to establish. So Arno will be a key member in that. One thing to note about Davey Arno that I really like is just his MLS experience. He's a veteran of MLS. He knows the league. He's played in the league. He's been an important figure in the league. He's uh, coached in the league. So this is extremely important. And especially for an expansion side. Obviously, you have your outliers like Tata Martino and other coaches who have never had an MLS experience and they still kill it. But I think having uh, both Josh Wolf and Davey Arno with MLS experience and U.S. Men's National Team experience does help um, a new franchise, in my opinion. So, super excited to have Davey Arno on board. Welcome, Davey to Austin FC. I hope that uh, his experience and help helps us, uh, you know, get trophies, which is what the ultimate goal. Um, Let's move on to the cool news of the updated North building design at our stadium. This new updated design will enhance plan um acti- uh it will enhance activities such as a beer hall um it'll expand team merchandise and group hospitality features so it's a three story so we have the north building who that is three stories this will house a 400 person capacity a beer hall a two level austin fc merchandise store and a variety of group hospitality options. The North Building design has been updated to prominently feature a new beer hall available to all ticketed guests before, during, 
and after stadium events. That is super cool, man. Because, you know, I'll be there, bro, getting some beers. Uh, the newly created interior space will feature 18 taps, 20 TV screens, a large video wall, air conditioning in the 400-person capacity space. The beer hall will be located on the second floor of the building and will also feature a limited set of food options accompanying the wide selection of beers and other drink options. The revised NOR building has been reprogrammed to also accommodate an enlarged Austin FC merchandise store plan expanding from 3,000 square feet on one level to 5,000 square feet across two different levels. The second level of the merchandise store will be accessible to the beer hall, which is also on the second level, like we just talked about. The third level of the North building will now include a flexible hospitality opportunities groups, opportunities for groups of 10 to 50 people. The revised third floor layout provides elevated stadium views from the above the North goal with private catering options for design North building groups. In addition to accommodating group outings for Austin FC matches, the third level will also host groups for other special events, including concerts and other sporting competitions. Man, we're killing it with this stadium, dude. Okay. First of all, love the idea of the beer hall. That's genius. Well, I don't know about genius. It's done before. Uh, Columbus actually has the biggest beer hall in MLS. So obviously this is not going to be as big as Columbus's because they're just announced the biggest one. But, you know, nonetheless, it doesn't really matter about being the biggest or the best here. It's all about us and being able to enjoy uh, Austin FC and all sorts of different levels. Um, not just what happens on the pitch, but also the out of the pitch, off the pitch fan experience and this is like future you know marketing and stuff that goes on to a new franchise of a soccer team is not just what you can offer on the pitch but what you can also offer off the pitch and the fan experience is the new thing you know in soccer and having this is being at the forefront of that and I, I love the fact that Austin FC is thinking about that very clearly. Um, yeah, and of course, w the third floor having that group event stuff. That's really cool because it reminds us that our stadium is going to be a multi-purpose stadium. And um, it's, it's important that they think about that stuff. Uh, it's not just soccer. You know, this is a multi-purpose stadium. This is going to help Austin bring... Um, high-profile concerts, you know, all sorts of different stuff, events uh, that's going to help, you know, the city. So absolutely love these these news, and the images look fantastic, and I cannot wait to see you guys at the beer hall having a beer before, after the game, talking about what happened. I have a lot of plans to do interviews and stuff like that with, with us, the fans. So this would be really cool for me to kind of uh, maybe do it even at the beer hall. Who knows? Um, what do you guys think about this this beer hall? I would love to know. Tweet at me, at Marcelo Parodi FC, or you know, shoot me a DM on Instagram, whatever you want to do. I, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Moving on to the 4ATX Foundation. So this is actually a really cool uh, news story that broke out. It wasn't really talked about, but this is what I'm here for. I deliver these news to you guys. Stuff that doesn't get mentioned 
That's where Bright Verde comes in. We take that responsibility. For ATX Foundation and Austin FC announced Capital Area Youth Soccer Association scholarships. Okay, let me break this down real quick. The 4ATX Foundation is the philanthropic arm of Austin FC. And they're going to offer full and partial youth scholarships uh, that will be awarded to the Capital Area Youth Soccer Association, U7 to U10 participants, empowering young Central Texas soccer talent to continue their development. 4ATX Foundation has announced that it's partnering with the Capital Area Youth Soccer Association, which is a 501... C3 nonprofit supporting soccer for young people and their communities across Central Texas. Let me get a sip of my Coke. ASMR. Uh, <clears throat> the 4ATX Foundation will provide multi, uh, multiple full and partial scholarships to the Junior Academy participants for the 2020-2021 season focusing on young female soccer players and youth players from socioeconomically challenged backgrounds. That is music to my ears. That's dope. A minimum of 30 needs-based full scholarships will be awarded to U7 through U10 female soccer players from Austin and Central Texas, as well as additional partial youth scholarships for both boys and girls. The 4ATX Foundation will also pay all Central Area Youth Soccer Association registration costs for U7 through U10, players for the 2020-2021 season. The scholarship awards and registration fees represent a, t- a total investment of over $45,000 in youth soccer participation expenses, benefiting over 1,500 players. The Capital Area Youth Soccer Association uh, has been serving a, the greater Austin metropolitan area since 1979. Uh, the Central Austin Youth Soccer Association is a member association of the South Texas Youth Soccer Association and part of the U.S. Youth Soccer. So it's part of that umbrella. Uh, the Central Austin Youth Soccer Association serves approximately 14,000 youth players annually through recreational and competitive programs. This is a really beautiful story, I think. And it sucks that this wasn't really reported uh, at all. I, d- I didn't see this on Twitter at all. Zero. And this is important, guys. This is the stuff that if we want U.S. soccer to improve, if we want MLS to improve on our potential American talent, this is what we need to do. Stuff like this. And I love that Austin FC is participating in, in these type of um, charitable you know, actions. It's giving kids, especially disenfranchised kids socioeconomically challenged kids and you know boys and girls this is the stuff this is what i think austin represents this is what i want my community to represent is helping out our fellow austinites and texans in in their pursuit of their talent and their you know and being a soccer player this is what's up this is dope from 4ATX Foundation. I applaud you guys. I don't know if anyone from the 4ATX Foundation listens to the podcast, but man, you guys are knocking it out of the park with this one. This is really cool. The fact that they're paying for the costs, the participation expenses, registration fees. You know, sometimes a lot of people 
And I'm, I've talked about this in, in another podcast episode. While I sucked at soccer, I understand I was not a good soccer player. Um, that doesn't mean that I could have gotten better. Just saying. But my parents were certainly... Uh, how do I put it? Discouraged for for me participating in in these activities because it's very expensive, and you know maybe if if you're a kid, you know seven years old through ten years old, and you know if you're decent, but maybe you're having financial ish, uh, troubles with your family, you know, or your family's having financial troubles. And maybe you had this tournament coming up and they're just not able to pay for it. You know, that could seriously hinder your chances of progressing as a young uh, player, you know. Uh, I assume these events and these tournaments get scouted. Uh, it They have to be. And, you know, you're probably missing an opportunity to impress a scout and potentially go to, you know, to be a, a professional soccer player. So... These little things matter. While this is not little, but, you know, paying a registration fee, paying, you know, the participation expense, those things matter a lot. And it's really badass that uh, Austin FC and in this case, the 4ATX Foundation is is helping, you know, these kids um, participate in these tournaments. So applaud you guys for doing that. Um. Let's move on to MLS is back. So I haven't talked about MLS is back since the tournament started, really. Um, I've watched a few games here and there. I've seen all of the highlights. I've seen uh, extra time uh, from MLS. I've been pretty much on top of what's going on. I want to talk about two different things here. One is LAFC and two is Orlando City. LAFC has impressed me so much uh, because I had predicted or I was anticipating that they were going to suffer a lot without Carlos Vela, which, of course, it doesn't take a lot of brain cells to come up with that thought because Carlos Vela is such an important player for them. While I knew that Diego Rossi, Brian Rodriguez were really good, I still thought that they were going to miss Carlos Vela. And, man, these kids are on fire, these kids, LAFC has gotten it right. They've gotten it spot on with these kids. Diego Rossi, he reminds me, whenever he strikes the ball, there's something about his, his I don't know if his physique or like his position, his form, he reminds me of Luis Suarez. There's something about him that reminds me of Luis Suarez. I know that they're both from Uruguay. But he just looks like a clinical finisher. He is going to be a a superstar. He's going to go to Europe. He, he, he's going to go to a big team in Europe. He's going to kill it. And it's going to be beautiful to watch. Brian Rodriguez as well. He's younger. Uh, but he still looks like he's going to go to Europe as well. And absolutely destroy over there. Both from Uruguay. Which, you know, if you're going to buy South American talent, I don't know if you can get better than Uruguay, in my opinion. These people have an incredible, I don't know if it's in their genes or something, but 
they just churn out talent after talent and it's a small country um if i was claudio reina if i was pre-court if i was you know part of this ownership group that is going to spend money i'm setting up scouts in uruguay my man and getting young cheap uruguayan players and selling them for a lot of moolah um but yeah, I just I, I love seeing them attack. LAFC is is beautiful to watch, um, and then I think they're the all the another Uruguayan player that they have, Francisco Ginella. That guy is also amazing to watch. Number eight, he is gonna go to Europe as well, no doubt about it. Uh, he he has the potential to play for the national team for Uruguay. I'm saying it right now, dude. I'm saying it right now. All these three players that LAFC has from Uruguay, they have the potential to start for the national team of Uruguay. And these guys make it to the semifinals, quarterfinals of the World Cup. Okay? This ain't no joke. These guys are good. Then, uh, moving on to uh, Orlando City. All I want to say about Orlando City, I know there's a lot of banter. I know people like to shit on Orlando all the time. And, I mean, they kind of earned it because they've absolutely sucked since, you know, their inception in MLS. Bottom of the Eastern Conference for multiple seasons. Um, if not at the bottom, close to the very bottom. So, uh, now with Oscar Pareja, who I really liked Oscar Pareja. I, I love what he was doing at FC Dallas. I thought FC Dallas was always, always... In competition for the title, always fighting for the for the supporter shield, always playing good in the playoffs. I remember those games against Seattle. They've always uh, with the pareja. Their teams have a lot of heart and they play really well. Uh, when they when pareja went to Orlando, I thought that was very interesting. But so quickly the team has, I th- I think they play really well. I've seen a few games of Orlando City uh, in this tournament. And they're very fluid. They do a lot of nice link-up play between Nani and Mueller. Mueller is another... Uh, he's, a, he's a good player. He's a good striker. I would love to see him in, in the U.S. men's national team. I think he he has earned at least an opportunity to be tested in the U.S. men's national team. Um, he looks like a very interesting player. But going back to Pareja, I... I think Orlando, uh, and we'll see in this tournament, they're into the quarterfinals now. Um, we'll see how they do, but I, I think that even if they don't win the tournament, it's at least important to note the improvement that they've made with Pareja. And that just shows you, it shows you what trusting a system means. If you If you identify a coach who you you know admire what they do what they are on and off the pitch if you like their philosophy you want your club to to kind of embody that coach's philosophy you got to trust that coach man you got to give them time you got to give them the resources to succeed this is why i love mls and why i love this is this is kind of controversial but 
Well, of course, I think promotion and relegation are crucial to to the competitive nature, you know, of, of the sport. Um, I also think that, for example, when you compare Liga MX, I grew up watching Liga MX, okay? And they recycle coaches like nobody's business. I mean, this has to be one of the leagues that has the most recycled coaches, that has the fastest sometimes uh, dismissal of coaches in the world. And I think that um, having no promotion and relegation gives that sense of security that if you're an ownership group, you know that your, I don't know, $200 million investment is not going to go to shit after six months uh it gives coaches the time to to implement their style because they know that they don't have that pressure that they're going to get relegated or or they know that their their ownership group is not going to dismiss them because they finish at the bottom aka orlando uh and i truly believe that even if they don't do good with Pareja in the first few years, if they continue to play well and you know have good glimpses of of good football, they're still gonna give him chance, you know, a chance and more time to play and and let him do his thing, and that's how good results end up happening in my point of view is by giving people the time to work and implement those changes and you know and the style that he wants to implement um good things take time of course there are instances where a new coach can come in completely revolutionize a team in two three four five months and boom win a title that has happened before you know all over the world but i think those cases are few compared to the cases that uh show a manager that has time and end up, ends up succeeding. Look at Jurgen Klopp. Jurgen Klopp took six years to deliver a Premier League title. He said he could do it in five. He was late for one year. But while they won the Champions League in the season prior, they hadn't won much in his first four years as a, as a Liverpool coach. But... This goes back to, yes, trophies matter, right? Of course they do. But it also matters how you win those trophies. And I think Liverpool is extremely proud of not winning those, you know, that title in, in those first four years. Um, of course they would have wanted to win it earlier, but it matters that they still won it now. And, it, and they won it because they had patience. And... They trusted Klopp's work. And that I that I think is how we should run our club. Is to give Josh Wolf time. He's a brand new coach. He's gonna need some time. Um now of course if we play like absolute shite and we don't see any any improvement, you know, we see that the players are not comfortable, we see that you know, maybe he's a bad manager, a bad coach. You know, if it it all depends on what we see on the pitch. And 
I think as long as we see you know glimpses of good football, of good link-up play, of good positional awareness from the players, good movements, you know, chances being created, then we need to give them time. And I just want to say, you know, Pareja, I I I think he's a fantastic coach, and I I mean I wouldn't mind seeing him in Austin FC in the future. I'm not, you know, I'm just saying, um, but good on on Orlando, good on Oscar Pareja. Good for the MLS, really. Um, and good for Florida. I mean, Florida, we, we know their issues with, with soccer. So it's good that MLS kind of breaks that mold. Uh, and who knows, maybe gives Orlando something to be um, a, a trophy. Who knows? Um, and then going back to uh, it's kind of completely changing the topic here with charlotte fc being the new franchise that was announced with the logo the name all that good stuff there was a a argument that broke out or a discussion that broke out on twitter with the naming scheme while I get both sides, you know. Most of the new expansion teams include the FC naming scheme in their name. And, you know, this has been a topic since I can remember in the MLS of, you know, really corny names like the Kansas City Wizards, you know. Um, You know, if, if those are good for the league or not. Um, as I, as I get older and as, as I start to see how the game is evolving, I think having those very specific names, I think helps the league. Um, I think it's cool for, for example, the new England revolution, like we know them as, as the revolution, um, you know, it's not New England FC or New England United or New England City. Like, I, I get why you go for those names, but it's still kind of cool to have the New England Revolution or the Columbus Crew. You know, the crew. That's dope. The fire. You know? Uh, so, the Red Bulls. That's cool too. Well, there's space for both. There's space for for the crew and for FC. There's space for both. And I mean, it's cool that we get to at least have that variety. But I would like to know what what your thoughts are on this FC thing. Um, I think Charlotte FC, I mean, sounds kind of whack. But people could say that also about Austin. Austin FC sounds very bland, but for for us it kind of makes sense because there's no other professional sports here. Uh, team, you know, all we have is soccer, and our next competitor is the Bold, and they play in the USL. So, we know that Austin, like we're we're gonna refer to the only team playing in Austin, which is Austin FC. You know, it makes sense. Um. 
I wish I wish we also had something else, maybe like something attached to the FC. But I think the FC is, uh, I think very clean, very very clean, just very. Um, I like that style. Very clean, very modern, just kind of sleek. Um, so I think it fits us. I think it fits us pretty well. But for Charlotte, I, I heard. You know, they could have named it Charlotte Town or something like that. That would have been cool. But it is what it is. That's what they named it. It's a new MLS team. I don't know anything about Charlotte or, you know, how successful they could be in MLS. But, you know, welcome, you know, Charlotte to the league. Um, I hope to see them, you know, perform or do whatever they need to do. Uh, but, I just thought that was a very interesting topic to discuss. And I would like to know what you guys think about that FC naming scheme. Uh, But anyways, guys, I think this is pretty much it for this episode. I don't even know if this is going to be the longest, honestly. We're at 37 minutes. Um, But thank you guys, really, from the bottom of my heart. I... It's incredible, like, this past episode, we got almost 100 plays on the episode, which to me is wild, because to have even, like, five people listen to a podcast, you know, total strangers that I've never met in my life, listening to a podcast, listening to what, you know, what I think about something, I think that's pretty mind-blowing to me, and it's, it's truly... Um, I'm I'm lost for words. Like this is really, it's just really dope because I love talking about soccer. I love talking about the sport that I love, and having this platform for me to do it is is truly a passion of mine that I want to continue doing for the rest of my life. Um, and you know, to have five people, ten people, twenty people, a hundred people listening to me is is a, a massive achievement for me um, and again my my main thing about this podcast is I like to just say things that I wish I could hear from other podcasters or, or other content creators and this is why I became a content creator because I like creating content that I would like to consume you know and I think there's space for something like this. You know, there's other podcasts, of course, about Austin FC. Um, but they do things their way. And there's space for, for them. And there's space for me. I like to be a little more more funny, you know, more adding a sense of humor, quirky, whatever you want to call me, corny. I like being that, that because that's the content that I would like to, to consume. So the fact that, we got almost 100 people listening in the past episode. That means that people are also hungry for that content. And I'm just glad that you're listening to me for that. Really, it's, it's, it's an honor. And I truly appreciate that. Um, again, guys, if, if y'all would like me to talk about something specific, please let me know. Hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up on Instagram. Uh, I would love to discuss you know your topics. And also, if you want me to feature somebody, let me know. And also, harp them to come to the podcast. You know, find them on Twitter and let them know, yo, get on Bright Verde. 
You know what I mean? Also, I started... Um, I'm going to start featuring in the Austin Anthem Spanish podcast. Uh, so if you're if you speak Spanish and you would like to hear me talk in Spanish and hear Anthem's thoughts um, from the Spanish side, make sure you follow them and subscribe to Austin Anthem. I will be... I don't know how long, but indefinitely, I think I'm going to be helping them with their Spanish stuff. Um, so that's going to be really cool. Subscribe to the pod, guys. Follow us on Spotify. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on YouTube. Hit us up on Instagram, Twitter. Twitter's at Marcelo. Actually, I changed my Twitter. I forgot I, I forgot to say that. My bad. The Twitter now is Briver the Pod. Just like on, on IG and Facebook. We are the same now. Briver the Pod on Twitter. Without further, you know, wasting of your time, we're going to end this episode. Thank you guys for all the support, the love. Get yourself a Briver the shirt. You're not going to regret it. I'll see you guys next week. Peace.